What up, y'all? This is your girl, Coach Shaniqua T on the beat. And we actually have, let me correct myself, Shaniqua T on the beat. Because like I said, we Shaniqua was here for this series. But welcome to the Spacious Podcast, where healing meets transparency and faith meets mental health. And today, we are continuing our series, Black Women Healing, okay? And of course, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out the first episode where I gave you some insight on my healing journey thus far, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, be- the beautiful part, all that. And if you can relate, make sure you can share with somebody, drop some comments in there, drop some encouraging messages in there, share with a friend, tell a cousin, tell a family member, whoever, let them know. But on today's episode, we're taking it up a notch for y'all because this episode is all about encouraging women on their healing journey. And I know we talk about Black women and their healing journey, but I want y'all to know this is for all women. But I'm just talking from a very relatable place as a Black woman. But on today's episode, I have a special guest that is here to join us. She gonna, she gonna drop some fire on y'all. She gonna keep it real with y'all. A beautiful, talented young lady. Her name is Victoria Carter. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring her up. Y'all give her a round of applause. Yay! As I bring her on here. All right. Yes. Hey. Hey. Yes. Hey, How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. We're going to have a good time on here today. Thank you so much for being on the Spacious Podcast today here. And I just want you to go ahead, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are. Hi, everybody. My name is Victoria. Some some may know me as Vicky Doll, the wig slayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'm also um, living victorious with Victoria. Yes, I love it. And something about this episode, because with each guest, I didn't tell y'all this, with each guest, um, you know, God, he dropped this on me to allow them to self-title these episodes that that each guest come on. So on this episode, it's called Living a Life of Victory with Confidence and Power. Oh, yes. <laughs> Got that fire going on. Like, <laughs> y'all going to get into all the details of why mm. she named it her title. That was the, the title of her, her testimony of like her healing journey and what it looked like for Miss Victoria. So, Victoria, if you don't mind, just give it, our audience some insights of your testimony. Um and then we'll get in, we'll just go with the flow of the conversation from there of what, even from that title that I just talked about here. Okay. So, um, a little bit of my testimony, you know, a girl from the hood, made it out the hood, still making it out the hood, yeah. <laughs> but you know, just, um, going through different experiences and, um, it like dealt with a lot, I dealt with a lot of trauma, a lot of pain. Um, just like going through, just going through it, being a trouble team and just dealing with a lot and then didn't really know how to deal with those issues. It came into my, it followed me in my adulthood, adulthood. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, giving your life to God and he just started breaking that thing down for you when you start seeing the truth. Okay. You start seeing the truth. Yes, yes, that truth part of it. So what was it like? Because um, sometimes when we're so used to doing things our way, a lot of times it can be like a challenge trying to, okay, you know, I'm tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Now I'm going to transition and actually doing doing it God's way. So did you experience like any challenges in that process? of just trying to like basically surrender everything to God to really do it his way. Well, I got saved, I can say when I was about 19. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I gave my life to Christ and I was thought I was doing this thing. I was talking to youth. I was preaching. I was doing all these things. But God used to always tell me, like, you were about your outside, but what about your inside? And I'm like, God, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And he kept, like, saying it, like, t- people that don't even know me, and they'll just say, like, I hear God say, you were about your outside, but what about your inside? And mm-hmm. so fast forward, like, I moved away. Um, I moved to away from home and um from Fort Lauderdale to like close to Jacksonville area and that was the time that I backslid yeah I went back down the streets because I was like oh hey God like give a little girl a leeway I just was like I was over it like I was over being saved and I was just over it so I thought I went back in the streets and I thought I was missing out on something Mm. and so um but in that moment I never thought being away from my family that God was gonna allow me to see me Mm. and I wasn't saved so I started seeing like what he was talking about like you know, serving him before, but still was dealing with bitterness, brokenness, mm. um, or from being an orphan child, like all these things that I carry in the inside, but on the outside, I had it in the inside, but on the outside, I carried it so well, my mm. beauty, my face, my fashion, I just covered it all up. And then, you know, and that's when I, when I rededicated my life to God, um, I just said, okay, God, we're going to do this thing. You have to teach me, you know, how to overcome these things because I'm tired of, like, wearing the mask. Mm. Mm. I'm tired of wearing the mask. And, like, I want to understand, like, what were you talking about? Like, why are you telling me I'm, you know, I'm worrying about my outside but my inside and, and, you know, dealing with rejection and dealing with trauma and dealing with pain is ugly. Mm -hmm. It's really it's really ugly. And when you've been dealing for something for so long, you don't realize you're doing it because it's been a comfortable place. Mm. And so people have to keep putting it in your face. This you. This you. Mm-hmm. Yep. This you. So yep. this time I said yes. And from saying yes, God has definitely been doing that thing. You know, we've been working together, you know, through healing. Yep, and that's the key. Um, working together in this process is such a pivotal part because a lot of times we can think like, "Oh, um, I know what I gotta fix, so I'm gonna just try to fix it on my own." And a lot of times we think that we we try to fix what is tangible and what's in the inside of us. It's not it's not a tangible thing. It's like what we feel, yeah. what we sense, our memories. All of those things play a role within the healing journey. And so a lot of times it's like we even be put in those circumstances where we try to avoid things because and that's when it's like that pushback of like, I'm going to keep putting this in your face because I need you to get this. And sometimes we may not be receptive to that. Because we don't want to see, we don't want to see what's really behind the mask. Like I posted a couple of days ago, like, who are you behind the mask? Who are you? I heard this on a, uh, it was on another podcast I was listening to. Um, Shout out to Dear Future Wife, if you ever watch this in the future. But um, (laughs) I was listening to that podcast and the guest that was on there, she was like, you know, we don't, she just asked that question, like, who are you behind the mask? And I had to really sit back like, hmm, who am I behind the mask? Because it's easy to put on, it's easy to put on the face. We can make, we can make depression look good we can make anxiety look good we can make trauma look good we can make ptsd look good but it's like when we really sit back and take off all of this stuff we snatch the wig off if you got one on we can you know we take all the glamorous things off and then it's just like we be looking real ugly up under there and from the inside perspective yeah yeah. yeah, it's just like in in like you just have to like admit because mm. you know people keep showing like putting it in your face, but it's like you have to like admit like this this is a problem like admitting to change like want to change and admitting like I have this problem. 
and I want change because the more you deny it, the more you be comfortable in your mess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that is so true. I was I heard a um quote today where it's just like denial can can keep you safe from your emotions, but it can also it can also cause like different setbacks or different holdups in your future. Because you want to mm-hmm. stay in a place of keeping your emotions safe instead of getting to that place of admitting that I this is this is me like this is mm-hmm. my this is my cross like this is what this is a this is my stuff like a lot of times we don't want to admit that we have this stuff because we yeah. just want to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, but sometimes like you don't even realize that it's stuff because it's mm-hmm. been behaviors, what you learn from your grandparents, your That's aunties, true. your uncles. And so you don't even realize that it's stuff. And mm-hmm. see, the thing is, like, I admire like the young generation, like girls that's in it teens 20s because now they have like i'm 33 so i feel like in my times in my 20s and my teens we didn't have this that's we didn't true. have women that's speaking about what they're going through and how to overcome it. it's like everything was a secret yeah and it was like you know true. from the era that i grew up in it's like everybody was lashing out like everybody was with you know right mm-hmm. um how can I say everybody using their emotions and it was a lot of jealousy and a lot of envy and it wasn't a lot of coming together. So the good thing is you have like us, we speaking, we, we showing our truth. We understand allowing God to heal us and we sharing it back. And so we giving like the young generation or older generation, our generation, just to be able to change Mm -hmm. and be able to see their flaws and be able to say, that's not right. That's not right. That's not normal at all. Yeah. That's not normal. And that is true, too. Like, that's something that's very valid of just coming from different generations where they just kept things in the closet. They thought keeping things in the closet was keeping them safe because it's Mm -hmm. like it goes back to that point you stated of, well, I'm trying to protect protect the outer parts of me i'm trying to keep this mask on so the image yeah image don't nobody get in my business type deal yeah but it's like we say that but then it's like i don't know there there is a way to handle it because we at the end of the day it's like our our story or what we go through is not just for us it's to help other people along the line so they won't feel like they in a chokehold and feel like they got to keep everything till they go to the grave. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a real thing. So, yeah. um, so that admitting piece is just a very important part. And, and a lot of times it's like, sometimes I was thinking too, it's like a lot of times we can admit a thing, but it's like, do we really want the change though? Because we can admit something, but we may still feel like, oh, I want to stay over here because it's safe, because I don't know what's going to be on the other side of me actually getting in and doing the work. So that's the thing, too. <laughs> See, um, ooh. So, <laughs> like, I can just say for me, like, yeah. I'm so, like, being out on your own, like, since you were 16 and you've been a hustler and stuff like that, like it's been like it was really hard for me because I was admitting, but I didn't really know how to give this to God. Yeah. And like, you know, learning that God is not like man, like man fell out, you know, man will fail you, man will let you down. Man, when I'm speaking of man, I'm just saying whole yeah. like mother, sister, cousin, whoever, they'll mm-hmm. fail you, but God won't, and it won't be the way they handle me. Like the way pe- people do things mm-hmm. is not the way God doing it. So it's like I used to like, okay, I'm gonna give you this, and then when something don't work out, I wanna take it back. Yeah, like, take it right it off. Say, Mm-hmm. It was my safe haven, and it was the only way I knew how to protect me. But when God protect you, when God do it for you, it's on a whole nother level. It's like now you have to learn to like trust and depend on God. So it's like, it's like, don't like just give it to Him and then take it back. 
And mm-hmm. then when you admit, and it's like admitting and learning in the process, because in the process, your character is being built, your heart is being restored, your mind is being renewed. So it's like when you admit that thing, you got to be real about what's next. Because yeah. when I tell you, for me, it was like, I didn't know how to like doing what I'm doing now. I'm doing it blind. I'm doing it on faith. I'm doing it like lead me in a path of righteousness for your name's sake. I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know what's in the darkness, but I'm doing it because before I will always, it would just, I do it my way, but just learning to trust and depend on God. So it's like, when you say you want to do something, do it, be okay with the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Then when something is not comfortable, it's not what you used to, then you snatch it back. Being okay with just uncomfortable and just really like a lot of time I said I want to change. A lot of time I said I want to be saved, but you know you ain't, you ain't really want it. You gotta want that thing. Yeah, you gotta really, you gotta really want it, and and you gotta keep saying it too because um something that I'm learning and even in my own process is like. We may not, we may, I may not believe the thing right off the bat, but that's because it's like a lot of junk was, is in my heart. So it's like, in order for that thing to be, the to come real to me, it's like, it goes back to that point of renewing my mind daily, like renewing my mind that connects back even to my heart. So that means like the junk it gotta be it gotta be cleaned out my heart it gotta be purified out of my heart so that i can start actually imparting and receiving those things that are really true based on what god's word says and um not what other people are saying too because that's a that's a thing in itself of just learning allowing your let's see like your heart catching up to your the faith part of it because our mm-hmm. heart posture can, can be in one place they say the heart is like i don't know don't quote me that but it's like the heart is like it's, it's wicked it's, it's jacked yeah. up yeah it's jacked yeah. up so yeah see it's like <laughs> I, see the thing is it's like uh i had a i had a hmm, what i'm trying to say holy spirit give it to me like I can understand what you're saying about the heart because it's like you can like that heart can just the Bible said that heart can deceive you and it's just like like you said you got to speak it you got to speak the word of God you got to you know faith without works is dead and it's like you got to keep speaking and keep seeing it even when it's you're not seeing it in front of you and that's something daily that I have to tell myself because I have my battles sometimes like you know when you see things in front of you like your finances may be just your car may be just you may have more money than what's mm-hmm. going on you know God spoke some things to you and you're not really seeing that thing and it's like you got to keep speaking you got to keep you know believing you got to keep trusting it you know until it comes to pass because we're like we're believing something that's not the visual. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's something and that so, we've seen before. <laughs> and so it's like, like, you know, with, you know, when you like working, you got to speak to those, you got to speak when the anxiety or the, the, um, the thoughts is like you have to speak life like it's speaking to you you got to speak right back to it it's something that you ain't gonna do you got to speak right to it you know right then and there because you don't you allow it to creep in and you allow it to win. And that's how depression was. Like, you keep them thoughts and the things that people say. And you keep lingering it and keep lingering on that thing. And then it's become you. And you didn't really fight back. You had to fight back with that thing. Because I could think about, like, when Jesus was in the wilderness. And the enemy came and tried to, like, show him things and speak uh-huh. things. And Jesus was, like, right back with the word of God. He was, like, shutting that thing down, like, no, like this is what God said. No, no, man should not live by bread alone, but everywhere proceed out of mouth of God. And that just like when we have those those voices that speak to us, that tell yeah. us things that like what we can't see. You have to speak life. You have yeah. to speak life. You you got, even when it comes like people that's not saved, when depression, anxiety, and all the worry, like that's lying to you. 
Yep. It's lying to you. So you have to speak, I am, I am this, yes. I am that. I shall overcome. Like you have to speak life. For us that save, like, you know, you're not maybe not savior. You know, when you save, you gotta speak God's word because God's word sharpening to it. The sword is life. It's our life. And it's like we have to speak back to the enemy. Yes. You gotta start talking back, y'all. Like if you can talk back to, you know, when somebody getting on your nerve, you gotta start channeling that same energy back to the enemy. So speaking life to yourself is like putting a dart, stabbing him, cutting his head off every time you speak life into your into yourself. But if you sitting there allowing the thoughts to feed you, then it's like you just making him bigger and bigger when he didn't speak. Like these yeah. Yeah, it take over, and when it's sick, it's sick because, like, when I used to was going through depression, and I had my moments, and that thing was sick, baby. My whole day be messed up, I be crying, be in the house. I'm in a bed. I don't want to go nowhere. It don't ruin the whole battle. And then the next day or next three days when you come out of, you be like, well, it wasn't even that serious. I allow it to. You like that thing to sit in, and it it won its battles like. It really won. Yeah. <laughs> you got to speak life. You got to speak life. You got to speak life. Because once you get free from something or you heal from something, you got to put in the work you to keep it going and going and going. And you also, like, when you have, like, I always tell my friends, mm-hmm. like, I tell them all the time, like, you know, when you have those emotions, you have those feelings, like, start writing them down. Yeah. Start really, start, start See, the enemy will, like, the enemy learn us, but we never learn him. We That's never learn him. Yeah. So I always tell my friends, like, write down your feelings. Write down what you're feeling in the moment. Then think about what made you feel that way so that you can be able to, when the enemy comes next time, you be like, mm not the day, not devil. The day. Not today. <laughs> not today, but for real, like, when you healing, you know, you just have to put in a word and, you know, do what you have to, like, you have to put in a word for the healing. You got to go to therapy, like, you got to go into therapy, get prayer, get deliverance. Man, deliverance so profound through, like, I'm telling you, uh-huh. and it's a constant thing because when you have years of trauma, when you have years of pain, when you fight, you you have generational curses, when you have demons that been in your family for years, yes. and you're the one that got to carry it, like you uh-huh. got to put in the work. Yes, because that thing get heavy, okay? It get heavy and it will weigh you out if you don't get it up out of you. And if y'all don't know what deliverance is, I suggest you look it up because some some people they be thinking that stuff is fake, and it's like it is real. It is like legit, real deliverance is a real thing. I remember the first encounter I had. It was like um, I went to a conference. Uh, when it was, that was like twenty. Yeah, I think it was like twenty twenty. That was the the start of my deliverance journey. And it was like, I went to this conference. It was in Orlando. It was called uh, She Acts. It was for like women. And it was talking about, uh, I believe it was the one about prophets or something, but I don't know. But I knew I was at that event. And I remember when basically I heard the word deliverance, like it was in my head. And I was like, deliverance? I never, you know, I never encountered nothing like So I didn't know what that meant, but I just kept hearing mm-hmm. it, deliverance. And I was just like, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm sick of going through this depression. I'm tired of how it's making me feel. I'm sick of the same cycles over and over again. And usually, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I used to try to search, waiting for somebody to lay a hand on me so I can get the prayer that I need. But at that moment, I was when they had altar call, I was just like, you know what? I'm going up here myself. I don't care who watching me, who's seeing me. I don't even I don't even care if you lay a hand on me cuz it ain't even about that at this point. I want God to have his one-on-one time with me himself. And when I tell you this thing I was laid out, laid out on the floor and it was just like I started going through my deliverance process. And that's when it all begins for me. So it takes like how you said admitting 
and wanting it, like truly desiring to want to be free, want to be yeah. set free and deliverance. And it was even from that point forward, I was like, uh, clearly deliverance is not a one-time thing because it kept happening over and over and over and it's still happening. But you have to want it. But even after deliverance, it's also about learning how to sustain sustain after the fact because sometimes we can get into that place of well okay i'm set free and delivered but then it's like mm -hmm. oh you still don't know how to guard yourself you letting those same toxic things come back into you but this time they come in bigger than they did before yeah and i'll be real and that's the part where i had that was a that was a lesson that was a learning lesson for me to take yeah. that serious um so you talked about deliverance um and i don't know if you want to give like some insights on that of um if you've experienced that or how that was like for you and how you've been like sustaining yourself like basically guarding your heart because that's something that keeps coming to mind is like guarding your heart even in this process Girl, we don't want to court because I just was like gonna say something. You caught like hit the topic, like regarding your heart. Cause I was just gonna say, like, I and I'll talk about the deliverance part, but I was watching this. Um, I was like, God, the other day, I was like, God, what to do? Cause I'm like, we hear guard your heart, but how do you guard your heart? And I ended up watching this guy, he was talking about offense, and he said that. He said that when, and I was like, wow, all these years I've been, all the time I've been holding all this offense and that's how rejection came in and mm. all this trauma. But he said that, he said, but I wasn't saved then. So now that I'm saved, I know how to handle it. But he said that when somebody do something to you, mm. he said, instead of taking it personal, give thanks and give it to God. Mm. He said, because it's not about you. He said, Jesus have done the work and we live to model, not model, but live a life to show God's heart, show Jesus, mm -hmm. represent Jesus on this earth. And he said that, you know, we, when you take it personal, that's when these things can come in. Because mm -hmm. now you let your guard down. You wasn't guarding your heart. And I was like, wow. So all them years, when people were saying things about me and all this trauma and all this thing, I was not guarding my heart. And I did not know how to guard my heart. But it is the truth. Like, but with my deliverance, like, I, oh, Jesus. I, it was years of deliverance for me. It, it was years and years of deliverance for me. But just the, like just learning about brokenness, like me being broke. So I could just share like a piece of my testimony. So like growing up, like from the hood, I dealt with a lot of pain. Like a lot of people just think like me. I just didn't understand why that I was the sweetest person, but it's just like I always had to like fight rumors about things mm -hmm. that wasn't true. Then, you know, spirits come in like then I was molested as a child. So you know, dealing with that, and I didn't really know how to really like love. You know, when you really don't have like an example of what love is, and so I it came into my adulthood. So I was then I um being like insecure, um dealing with all this all this stuff that people have say. So now have turned into a people pleaser, um like dealing with trauma for friends and, and just, you know, I'm carrying all this abandonment issues, not having a father, carrying all these things, like just fighting rumors, fighting things. Like the one rumors that I had to fight, and I don't mind saying this because people like people now say like, oh, you're not dealing with your past, but people don't understand what I had to deal with. Like yeah. I had this rumor that was said about me and it was so crazy to me and it broke me as a mm. person. So I had this room. People would say that I had AIDS. Wow. Girl, I dealt with this for years and years and years. And this thing broke me because every time I would talk to somebody, they'd be mm. like, oh, you talk to her. She got AIDS. Wow. And it was like, I'm not, it's nothing wrong. Like, it's nothing wrong with me. So I found myself like going to the planet, like going to, sorry, going to, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Going to the health clinic, like getting AIDS tests, like over and over, just to prove like it wasn't nothing wrong with me. Like, and all these things start coming in. This is when all these spirits and all these things start coming. I used to cry myself to sleep and be begging to God, like God, just stop it, stop it, stop it. And so one time I had went and um this lady. And this is one like a deliverance happened, and I wasn't even like saved like that. Yeah. And this guy used this lady when I went, and um, I was like talking to this guy, and I'm like, I'm for the go because I don't want her to hear nothing. I really like him and stuff like that. And this lady, I was just sitting there. She said, "This is your." last time i don't know she had not looked up in the system she said baby this is your last time coming here mm. and she said that i was when god was like talking to her and i was like trying to be all strong and stuff. yeah that's and how you're gonna get me exactly like you're not gonna break me down but it, it was like god was touching my heart Mm. And I broke down and that lady was speaking life over me. She said, baby, it's nothing wrong with you. You're beautiful. You're fearful and wonderful maid. And she just started speaking life. Mm. She started speaking life. So it stopped me from going because I knew I had, I accepted that it wasn't nothing wrong. Like, mm. it's like, even though I know there's nothing wrong with me, but I'm still trying to prove myself yeah. to people because I just got tired. But it's just like it, it stopped for me going, but now I just still was dealing with like the insecurity, and it just it was it was a whole mess. Like it just it was a lot for me, like being so young and people just saying something about you that wasn't true. I, that's when the people pleaser came in. That's when mm-hmm. trying to prove yourself to people. That's what trying to buy love, trying to buy friendships, trying to do all these things begin to creep in. Listen, God is real okay he yes, is he that is. guy he is that guy Whew, man that, guy. I, that thing broke me so bad like i used to cry myself to sleep like it was so much being so young and then the thing is what broke me is like I was like, you know, people that don't like you, your friends get together. Yeah. They don't like you. They don't turn into enemies. Now they writing pages and you got this old page. I talking about you got A's and you this and you that. Wow. And then I was like, I end up beating up this girl. Don't forgive me because you're supposed to be. But anyways, <laughs> I end up fighting this girl and she like sat on top of her car and she was like, that's why you got this and that. So you got all these people. We out in the club and you say this. It broke me down. And that thing was like deep into my soul my spirit so it was like i can understand why god said yeah you say you look good on outside because i knew how to like cultivate like you know Mm -hmm. this mask and covering myself not allowing people to see my pain and i was saved but god said i wanted you to be free yeah. And so when I moved here, I was alone. I didn't really have no family member. And God was able to deal with me. Listen, mm. he was able to deal with me. I'm talking Ooh. about me. I ain't have nobody for nobody all my friends. Nobody. He started to show me things like, and I started to admit to these things like, dang, why this? Why that? And I started to, okay, God, I have a problem with this. I, I am dealing with this. I am this and I am that. Like my mind, when I say mind was messed up, mind was messed up because like unconsciously you start believing the things yes. that people say and you don't even know that you, you even know believing these things. Okay, and so I was living my life like on things that people have said, people mm. have done. My, I'm talking about I was all messed up, and so God put me in a place where it was just me and Him. Like well, I wasn't saved yet, but He had started a process. Yes. Now the words that I was getting, like you going God going like words where I had like years ago when I first was like saved, and He was like, um. You're gonna unlearn and you're gonna relearn. I'm a, you're gonna unlearn God and relearn God, and you're gonna do this and do that. And I couldn't really see it then, but when I moved here, God, I'm telling you, like it was me and God and your baby. It was some, it was some things I had to go through. I had to, um, uh, like just, uh, like it's like when from being bullied, somebody say something to you, you just automatically go into offense, and yeah. it's like they ain't trying to like. 
they're not trying to hurt you, but it's like because of the experience, it's, it's like I automatically yeah. go there. It was my unconscious behavior. And God had to teach me, like, you don't always got to say something. And like you said, like I was just telling you what the guy said. He said that, you know, instead of taking offense, give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks and give it to God. Like, Jesus, this is what you died for. Like, you know, and, you know, because it blocks your, it guards your heart. Yeah. Instead of allowing the fence, instead of allowing like, oh, who she thinks she's, it blocks you from all of that. And you still, because it's like, you'll know not what you do. Like, okay, you recognize the enemy. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, yeah, you thought that was going to win. Like, and it's a daily thing because I still, still, every day somebody do something. Like, okay, God, give it to you. Yeah, it's all you. I give it to you. It's all you. It's, it's on you at this point so and and that's a um a key thing that i'm just grasping for this it's like even when it comes down to guarding your heart it goes back into speaking life even in negative situations when people try to project things on you it's about all right god i'm not it's almost like if we want to put it in layman terms it's like i'm not even gonna entertain this because i already know what you said about me I already know you got this handle. So what they saying right now, it don't even mean nothing. It don't even mean nothing. It's words that are trying to plant a seed, but I'm about to come back that seed and plant the true seed because we're not about to right. plant no negative seed and have a whole tree sprouting over here that don't even need to be here. Be that so the jump. So yeah. like with guarding your heart, it's like speaking life into yourself once again. And it sounds like even in your journey, it was like a, a change in environment and allowing God to deal with you one-on-one. And that's a pivotal mm-hmm. part, allowing God to deal with you one-on-one. I, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a big thing because I, I feel that even for myself and I talked about this, um, I believe in the last episode where um, my thing was I thought I could work my way, like, but work my way in healing in a different way, working my way of just like seeking approval from people, um, working my way of <laughs> utilizing my career to help me to feel accepted or feel like I am healed, quote unquote. I got to a certain place, but it was showing like, you know, that what you're doing over there, that ain't that ain't going to work no more if you want to do the real work. That ain't going to work no yeah. more. So yeah. um, it, it took literally snatching me out of different certain environments, different friend groups. It took snatching me out of things that were comfortable to me. Snatching me away from things because being in certain environments, we can get real comfortable not even knowing that it's feeding on. It's just feeding on to that that trauma seed, that negative seed. It feeds onto it. So. And that's a lot of a lot of times like people say, I want to heal. I want to change. But are you really up for the process of certain things like changing in your life? And some people think, oh, it's going to happen all at one time. And a lot of times it's, mm-hmm. it don't happen like that. You won't even mm-hmm. a lot of times you won't even know it's happening. But when you start mm-hmm. asking them questions, well, why this? Why that? Why? And then it's like it got to be a change in perspective. Because it's like yeah. God is trying to show Renew your you. mind. Renew you know? your mind. He's trying to show you Renew something. Your mind. You start asking, well, why are these people not hanging around? Why are these people, you know, you, that type of stuff. It's like, okay, I need you to see something here. It's not yeah. that I'm trying to use it against you, but I'm trying to utilize it as a way to protect you. Like, um, I was listening to something where it was like, God is a jealous God. and People take it as God being a jealous God as a way of control of him trying to control you. But no, the jealousy comes from a place of he's trying to protect you, protect you for some things. And we look at grace as sometimes we can take grace for granted a lot of times because grace is the time period to get it right. So you won't yeah. have to deal with the the real deal stuff that comes out of that if you don't with it. Yeah, that comes with it. 
So mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't want that grace period. So I want to ask you, like, even after going through your process, um, what does, would you say that, I'm going to ask this question, then it'll lead me to my next question. Would you say that you are free now? Yeah. Okay. I can definitely say that I am free. I look free. <laughs> I walk in freedom. I talk in freedom. Yeah, I'm free. The Bible says, who the sun sets free and free indeed. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely the truth. But when he set you free, you have to stay free. Because when those demons come back and they search your house uh -huh. to try to find somewhere to stay, <laughs> and you ain't free, listen, they will they will stay and they come in stronger. They don't, mm -hmm. you know, the enemy don't want us to be free. He want us to stay in bondage and broken and bitter and, you know, and all these things. And God want us to be free. God want us to be whole. God want us to be healed. And so I can definitely say that I am free. That's why God gave me living a life of victory with confidence and power like after the healing even still while healing you could still walk in victory still live a life in victory with confidence and power because you have God by your side and so know that you can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthen you but you got to put in the work while you walk in that life of victory you got to put in the work you basically just answered one of the questions. <laughs> Got to put in that word. Living a life of victory is, is not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be good every day. You might get knocked down, but pick yourself back up and keep going. Keep speaking life. Keep speaking God's word over yourself that, you know, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. Like, God, you said this or, you know, um, you just speak life. Life for affirmation. Like, you know, just speaking life. Speaking God's word over you. Regardless, you have your days and giving yourself grace. Like, mm -hmm. not grace where you're playing with it, but give yourself grace to overcome. Give yourself grace that you may make mistakes, but you get back up and you keep on going. When you stay down, that's when you're playing in the devil's playground. But when you get yourself up and you keep going and you repent and you keep moving, you build that relationship with God. I'm going to tell you something. We yeah. build a relationship with people, but the most important thing is building a relationship with God, like just really talking to him yes. and telling him what's wrong and admitting the flaws because he know it all. He see it all. He know it all. Mm -hmm. And so it took a lot for me because I... Baby, I'm so used to like doing it on my own, and sometimes I snatch back. Sometimes I'm like, mm -mm, "This uncomfortable, God." Yeah, like he was like, "No, no," because when you do it God's way, baby, freedom. See, you can only people can only heal themselves to a certain place. See that more that they want is God. You won't even go to a certain so far with healing yourself, and then you want that itch, that mm. yeah, and it is you know, be that mm. uh -huh, you need that. <laughs> yeah, you need all of that, and he gonna give you that too. So, and that's yeah. a big part of it as well. Like the healing journey would definitely teach whoever's least listening right now, the healing journey will definitely teach you a lot about actually having a relationship with God. Because at this point, you know, a lot of people, they done got wiped out. And it's like, who else, who else you gonna talk to? And so it's like, you, you might as well talk to him and even, and not saying it's gonna be, uh, you gonna be alone all the time. But it's like, even when he puts the right people around you righteous people they gonna tell you too well did you talk to god about that like did you did you have a did you pray about it did you talk to him did you work out your word? salvation honey they gonna right they gonna, they gonna test your salvation for real <laughs> then you be like well <laughs> so it's growth though it's, it's growth. growth when they hold you accountable for things in your life it's just it's just growth mm -hmm. it's growth but it took me a long long time to get here because I was a broken woman like I was broken I was broken I was bitter 
I was angry. I was frustrated. I didn't understand. But God, like, but God, like, when I think about my name, Victoria, like, but God. And so I am here today, like, I'm telling you, I don't look like what I've been through. But God is so amazing. I have not always been to this place. It took me a long time. And so, and also like not looking at other people's process and you wanting your process to be that. Because everybody like tell me like, oh girl, you shouldn't be holding on to that. But you don't know how it affected me. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it broke me. You yeah. don't know what it did to me. So maybe it took me a long time. And then the thing is like, I kept going around the same old mountain because when I was going through stuff, I didn't really know how to like look at it and like see, see like when you go through stuff, you learn from it. I didn't know my thing. I used to shut down. All yeah. I knew was to shut down. So I'd forget mm-hmm. it. I don't want to remember it. I don't want to do none of that. And all it did was build up so much in me. So when I got like, and older I started dealing with all like all of that brokenness and all of that trauma and all of that pain yeah. start coming out and I was like putting it on other people and I was wearing that mm-hmm. thing like I was pretty like you pretty girl but attitude problems like nobody couldn't tell you nothing mm-hmm. and all of that and so it was a lot like letting go crying giving it to God like it's like taking responsibility for your wrong and seeing how you can grow in it yeah giving yourself grace renewing your mind seeing like being optimistic like being like just seeing a glass half full instead of half empty like it was a process for me because listen and then you keep going through so much to like you don't even start to believe that things can happen for you. I'm talking about this is me being saved. And so it's like just believing God at his word, like really cultivating that relationship. I cannot express that much. Cultivating a relationship with God and just being honest. Like, because I look nothing, nothing like what I've been through. God has been good to me. Okay, him one. Been good. <laughs> and what we be doing? I do. And we thank him because you smiling bright, the girl. You're shining brightly, and we thank him. So I want to thank God in me. Yeah. Don't get me started because I roll with you now. I want to listen. Don't get me started now. I roll with you. But I want to too, like. You know, don't you can't look at like Victoria said, you can't look at other people process and you can't be fearful of or afraid of people looking at you and your process. Because that'd be another thing too. People be worried about well, how they gonna look at like you can't be that's something a part of even like that people pleasing or wearing a mask. Like you gotta be able to release that from yourself of like, well. Well, how this person gonna look at me if I say this and all of these things? And it's just like, what if, what if they do? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at the end of the day because it's about you getting true freedom so that you can help other people get free at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what it's really yeah. about. So um, I had cultivate. Um, I had like you said, I had cultivate like this this image for the world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, want to live up to this image for the world. Like, you know, with, you know, now everything with plastic surgery and which to each his own, but it's like, you live up to this image, but you still be broken. You still, for me, I was like still living up to this image and I hadn't let go this image of the world. And I was like trying to hold on to it. I like gave it to God. Like that is not who I am no more. I don't live that life anymore. Um, that old life is passed away and all things has become new because I know, I feel like it's a lot of people that's still holding on to, because they see like this image of people, they may not think they beautiful, they may not think they somebody, they may not think because they looking at like the, the women with the bodies and the face and all of this, but you yeah. are beautiful just the way you are. 
you know, like every beauty, beauty is defined in difference. Mm-hmm. It's the it's not you know everything. Oh, I ain't got the light skin and I don't have the body and you beautiful just the way you are and don't let nobody tell you nothing different from that. Yes, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so I don't know if that's you want that to be your last remarks to the people, but if you do have any last words for the women that are healing right now, what do you want to say to them? What do I want to say? Ooh. <laughs> just keep, just keep going. Just keep going. Take a journal, journal, and write down where you have your days. If you're trying to figure out, if you're not saved or you say, figure out where the enemy poking you at mm-hmm. by writing. When you have mood swings, or when you have moods, or when somebody say something to you. Um, what I did a lot, I took a, I took on personalities. I took on words that was not my words. And so when people say something to you, sometimes you have to do a self-inventory and see, like, where is this coming from? Is this true or if this not? So you can be able to receive to change or you can be able to, um, like, not eat those words. Mm-hmm. And so keep doing the work. Keep seeing the, where the enemy coming from to attack you so you know how to, to attack it back. And just know that healing is waiting on you. Victory is waiting on you. Company is waiting on you. Power is waiting on you. Because you have an example with me and you have an example with Shanika. We did it. We did it. You can do it too. Because you would have never know I was broken if I didn't tell you. Yeah, it's Won't it, he do it? Won't he do it? Praise, praise. <laughs> for real. But thank you so much, Victoria, for being on here today. Let the people know how they can stay connected with you because you is the plug now. So let people know how they can stay connected with you so they can, you know, keep following you on your journey. I'm on Facebook on the Vicky Doll. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram under I am um I am underscore Vicky Doll. I'm on TikTok on the real Vicky Doll. So yes, y'all follow me as we heal together. You have questions, prayer requests, whatever it may be. I am here. I have no problem. I want to see God's people free because freedom looks good on yo. It is. Freedom looks good on y'all. So y'all can go get your hair laid and get a prayer at the same time. You might get delivered in the Oh yeah, I'm a lace with Slayer. Yeah, yeah, get a prayer at the same time. It's a two-in-one combo. How could you not? Yes. So thank you so much for being here today, y'all. I pray that y'all enjoyed today's episode because I truly enjoyed it too i'm gonna go back and play back myself but make sure y'all stay connected to us subscribe on youtube like comment subscribe all that good stuff where everybody be saying and then also make (laughs) sure you follow us share with the friend share with the friend and until next time because we got another heavy hitter coming up next week so make sure y'all stay tuned and as always y'all show yourself grace on this life journey and this is a message from your girl Shaniqua T we out